Say, you're Bobby Rivers, right? Bobby barely registers and nods while he looks around for women. I love how you beat Willie Dean tonight. I hate that guy. Bobby looks at the bar and sees Willie Dean talking to two girls. Hey, Chris, kayfabe. He looks at the fan. Sorry, man, we stay here. There's going to be a fight. Know what I mean? Let's go, Chris. Chris asks, why didn't we stay? There wasn't going to be any fight. Listen, brother, Bert Ironside's rule number one, baby faces and heels do not socialize. Why? It's all about protecting the business. You don't tell your five-year-old that there's no Santa Claus and faces and heels do not sit in a bar full of marks drinking together. Kings of the Ring is wrestling's first audio drama podcast as a fictional depiction of the 1980s wrestling industry in and out of the ring. Join us as we take you back to the 1980s. We'll be a fly in the wall in the locker rooms of the past while the wrestlers put together matches. We'll take you into the jam-packed arenas where the rabid fans of the past believed everything they saw was real. We'll take you inside the ring where you'll hear what the wrestlers talk about and you can feel the action. We'll take you to the underbelly of the arena where the wrestlers got into all sorts of trouble. And we'll take you to the bars and clubs where the boys got into even more trouble. And it wouldn't be 80s wrestling if we didn't end up at the hotel room. Search Kings of the Ring from any podcast app or go straight to the website kingsotr.com. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Folks, thank you so much for joining It's Time to Fight Podcast. My name is Matthew Terry, and I am the host of It's Time to Fight Podcast. I appreciate you clicking on that play button. We have a lot of play buttons that you can push. I tell you that every single week. We are on Podbean. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Go over there and give us a five-star rating. It helps. But most of all, you can go to timetofight.ca, and you can listen to every episode of this incarnation of It's Time to Fight Podcast. People still ask me, what does that mean? Well, basically it means I used to work for a company called droidscanada.com who still puts out great, great content. But part of their great, great content used to be It's Time to Fight podcast. We had a party in the ways. I don't have access to their footage. So that's what I mean when I say this incarnation of It's Time to Fight. Today is episode 23 with Tim Nutt. And before I have too many episodes to say, when I say you can listen to every single episode of this incarnation, of It's Time to Fight, what I mean is Matthew Grant, Kobe Durst, Portia Perez, Mark Wheeler, Angelina Love, Reed Duthie, Terrell Kenneth, Jim Nye the Science Guy, ACH from 2017, 
Gregory Iron, Mark from C4, Congo Kong, RJ City, Ed Cunell, Al Snow, Nikki Payne, Dick Justice, Al Snow comes back, Dasher Hatfield, Jimmy Corderas, Mike Quackenbush, and last week, Beer City Bruiser. Thanks again to Beer City Bruiser for being on the show last week. You can go over to timetofight.ca and you can listen to all of those 22 episodes right after you listen to episode 23 with Tim Nutt. So six years ago, six years ago today, August 30th, uh, 2013, I guess, uh, six years ago today, I was doing some extra work. Uh, as a lot of you know, I do uh, acting work when I have the chance and when I have the time. Um, but acting is not something that I want to do. Um, you know, not this isn't something I'm striving to do. This isn't something like, you know, now that I'm middle-aged, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a go at my acting career. Uh, it's just something I enjoy doing. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy the process. And hey, if I got the time and I can make 50, 75, 100 bucks, come home and take the queen and Prince Isaac out for dinner, because that's usually how it works. I go away. I do these one day shoots and I come home and I take my family out to dinner. It's just, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's, it's, it's a hobby more than anything else. Um, so six years ago, uh, I'm doing extra work. And it, it was for a pilot for a show that I'm pretty sure never saw the, the light of day. Uh, I, I, kept, I kept up with it for like a year, uh, Googling it. I can't remember what the, the working title was. Um, anyway, the, the premise of the show was taking people and putting them in uh, situations um, that they're not used to. And uh, I'll, I'll okay. I'll tell you what my episode was about, and I'll give you an idea of what the show was, I hope. Um, here in the Niagara region, we have um, uh, these disposal, waste disposal companies, these these junk companies. And uh, there's there's Got Junk and uh, Just Junk and Your Junk and Junk in the Trunk or Look at My Junk or whatever the heck these things are called. And basically, the, the, the TV show went to them and they said, okay, let's take two of your waste disposal teams and we're going to send them out uh, on assignments on one specific day. And when they come back, they're going to make a piece of art. They're going to make a sculpture, but they can only use the stuff that they have done on these assignments. And so then they, uh, so these two teams, they get the junk, they make their sculptures, and then they take these sculptures and they put them in a... Uh, art gallery in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And that's where I come in. Uh, about 30 of us, yeah, 30 of us, were hired as extras to mill around this art gallery and look at the sculptures that have been made as well as the other art that is around this gallery. And one by one, they came up to us and they asked us questions about the art we saw Um you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, which one we liked better, things like that. And th I, I'm there, as I said, there's about 30 of us. And there's 29 people there who you can tell this is what they strive to do with their life. They, they want to be an actor. This is the be-all to end-all. This is everything to them. Because when the producer or director or whomever it may have been was standing in front of us and he was explaining what he wanted out of us and what the process was going to be and blah, blah, blah. He made a joke, a small joke 
a harmless joke. One of those jokes that you just kind of go like, <laughs> like that type of laugh to a joke. And that's what I did. When he told the joke, I went, <laughs> and 29 other people went, <laughs> and that's when I realized I was in a room full of people who this was uh, their moment. And walking around this room, you could just, you could tell because I'm walking around totally casually talking my normal talk and there's 29 other people who are the fakest people I've ever been around in my life. And because they never know, because there's three cameramen walking around filming everything and they never know when th their moment's going to be where they're going to have that look on their face or the light's going to hit them properly or they're just going to say the right thing and this is going to be their big break. And tw tw just 29 of the most fakest people I've ever met in my life. So I told you that part of the story just to make the story a little longer. I'll get to the wrestling part now. I was looking at some of the art that was up on the walls in this gallery and some nice looking pictures. I was really into them. And off to the right in kind of the corner uh, on this post, um, I, I saw something. So I went over and I looked at it and I read it and I said to myself, but out loud, I said, that's pretty cool. And this girl behind me said, what's pretty cool? And so I turn around and there is this attractive, uh, very attractive blonde girl. Uh, and she's one of the extras. And I said, oh, there's a, there's a, a two by four here in the corner. And it, on it, it says to NAC, best wishes, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I thought that was pretty darn cool. And she kind of looked at me with this glazed over look on her face. And I said, do you know who Hacksaw Jim Duggan is? And she goes, no. And I'm, oh, all right, that, that, that's, that's, that's cool. And then someone, I guess she talked to someone and they came over and they said, um, you, you were showing, and I, whatever her name was, I didn't even know her name at the time, uh, the piece of wood. And I said, yes. I said, over here, it says, uh, to NAC, best wishes, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I thought that was pretty cool. And he goes, why? I said, well, do you know who Hacksaw Jim Duggan is? Well, I guess he's an artist of some kind. I said, no, 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 he's a wrestler. And he looked at me like I had just puked on his shoes. And he turned around and walked away as if like being seen with me now was going to ruin all of his chances for his acting career. And I just, I found it so funny when I found in my social media memories that six years ago today, to this very date, uh, I found out how much of a wrestling dork I am, I guess, in the world of acting. All right, before we go any further, we want to encourage our listeners to make use of the Daily Smart website and iPhone application to do such things as read the latest news and rumors for WWE, AEW, NXT, New Japan, Impact, and much, much more. You can listen to podcasts from the best independent wrestling podcasters. Watch videos from all the top wrestling companies. They're constantly making improvements, adding more podcasts and videos to make the Daily Smart the best spot for the wrestling fan. Now, don't worry. We got your back. You don't have to go grab a pencil and paper. We're going to put a link to the website and the iPhone app in the description of this podcast. All right, so how many of you looked at the graphic 
of today's episode and thought, dear God, where does that mountain man wrestle? What independent promotion did Matt find that man? Uh, I didn't. I didn't find him at a wrestling promotion. That's Tim Nutt. Uh, As a lot of you people know, I'm not just a huge wrestling fan. I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. Uh, I had K. Trevor Wilson on the old show. Uh, Nikki Payne was on here not too long ago. And Tim Nutt is another one of my favorites. And uh, I I reached out to him and pretty much forbade him. I said, hey, Tim, you look like you're a wrestling fan. I have a wrestling podcast. Would you like to be on it? And he said, well, I haven't followed the product since the 80s. I said, that's that's no matter. If you want to be on, you can come on. Nikki Payne was on here. She uh, she hadn't watched the product in a, in a, some time uh, and was one of my absolute favorite guests. So he said, let's do it. So uh, we set up the time. We set up the date. We set up the time. And I was tempted to take it out, but I didn't. Uh, Tim forgets that uh, him and I had set up uh, this interview time. And uh, you, you'll see that. Uh, what you'll also see is... Um, Tim's knowledge of wrestling, uh, you know, in the past, uh, in the present, it's it's not too uh, too knowledgeable, but it was still a great conversation about the correlation between wrestling and stand-up comedy, and uh, there there is a lot of wrestling mixed in, um, but you know, dates and names and things like that. If if you're looking for you know his favorite wrestler, if you're looking for you know, he loved watching so-and-so and this and that. Uh, there's not a whole lot to that. It's more of a talk about the correlation between pro wrestling and stand-up comedy. And it's a great talk. And it is my pleasure to provide you or to to bring you the talk that I had with stand-up comedian Tim Nutt. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you do you do remember who this is, right? No. Uh, this is the wrestling podcast guy. Oh, crap, Atkins. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we right. have two other phone calls today, so, yeah, oh, sorry. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you're just I I thought like oh man somebody gave me Tim Nutt's number and he has no idea who the hell I am. <laughs> oh no 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 I just yeah let's say I'm sorry what'd you say? I have a few things on the go. Today, okay so, well yeah, I so. I won't I won't keep you for very long. Um, okay. All right fair enough. So when I got a hold of you I said uh, Tim Nutt you or Tim yeah you look like you might be a wrestling fan and I was partially right. <laughs> Uh, did I look like a wrestling fan? Well, I thought you looked like someone that would be a wrestling fan, and you said, well, I haven't followed it since the 80s, so I was actually kind of right. Yeah, no, 100% right on that one. Um, yeah, I don't remember um, when I fell out of that particular uh, genre of entertainment, um, but I did uh, at some point. I can't uh, sort of, this would have been like 85, 86, somewhere in that neighborhood. That that's where you kind of dropped out of it. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I know it probably sounds really uh, that it wasn't the the. Uh, I, I really would hate to use the word fake because I think it diminishes the showmanship of the sport or the activity or the however people want to describe it. Um, 
that it was uh, – th- I think the storylines and the Vince McMahon stuff at the time got a little too contrived for me. Okay. Because I remember being a, being a kid watching the Stampede wrestlers and the standard sort of uh, – uh, what good guy and then the heel kind of situation? Yeah, was on was was from a uh, I think when when they started introducing these long storylines, and I think this was about the era too where uh, all the good stuff was uh, saved for the pay per view WrestleManias. Okay. So yeah, so I didn't have access to that, so I couldn't see the big stuff. This is pre internet, so I couldn't. Uh, Whatchamacallit, get the... Um, you couldn't Google it or look it up or find the website yeah, or things like, like that. Was, yeah, you'd, you'd read it in the paper or you'd see it on, on, you know, people would talk about it at school. The kids that had the pay-per-view yeah. would, would tell you what happened. So, yeah, so I, I think it was the uh, the sort of end of innocence, uh, emergence of commerce that turned me off of once upon a time, so... So was it that it oh. was it that it kind of went beyond good guy versus good guy? Like they kind of, you know, put a few, you know, flashing lights and dancing girls in it, or was it just a matter of they're kind of coming right out and saying, you know, what we're doing is a is a performance? Well, the, I think it was the uh, Monday Night Raw became a commercial for the pay per view. Okay, like there wasn't that many, there wasn't that much actual wrestling or anything. It was all they just come out and yap about how great the pay-per-view event was going to be. Okay, so if you got out, like, 85, 86, then you kind of got out at the start of, like, Hulkamania and stuff. Yeah. So the, the Hulk was big. Um, Andre the Giant was still wrestling. Okay. And he was a fascinating character, yeah. So have have you always lived out west of Canada? Uh, up until the I, I left uh, Vancouver in 1995 and moved to Toronto, but okay. I uh, I moved back out to the the Okanagan in uh, 09. Oh, okay. So, because you mentioned Stampede, so did was, yeah. it, was this on TV or did you go to the shows? Yeah, it was on TV. Yeah. Okay. So, did you ever did you ever take in the shows? No, I never got a chance. My dad was a. Uh, well, for one, we live way up north um, in a little town called uh, Barhead, Alberta. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and then well, this foolishness. Uh, but the neighbor, uh, one of my, my uh, dad's, uh, like, sort of friends of my grandfather's, uh, loved uh, stampede wrestling. Like, whatever was going on uh, when we were over at that house, like, as soon as, you know, cartoons were over now, stampede wrestling's on. So what were some of the names that you enjoyed watching? I don't actually. I, I remember that uh, I forget what the, um, the old man Hart was named. Uh, not Owen, but... Um, Stu. Stu. That's it. That's the name. Yeah. So he was, uh, I think he was in sort of a manager role there. And then they, they, a lot of the guys had the masks and they were like the, I think there was like a version of the British Bulldogs and a few different, yeah, I, nothing really stood out. Oh, okay. Now, but it was like it was. I believe the the term was wrestling. The wrestling zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like my my grandfather, when he found out that I had gotten into wrestling, I found out about how, uh, like my father would tell me he'd be watching the wrestling, and like now we're talking like really old time wrestling, 
and he'd be sitting yeah. there and he'd be beating on the arm of his chair, like, you know, cheering. And he would get down on the floor and he would be counting the threes. And my father used to always say he wasn't trying to entertain us. This was like he probably didn't even know we were in the room with him. This was just how into it he was. And well, there's, there's, and one of, it's one of the things that's really kind of admirable about the info sports e- entertainment faction is that um, I think one of the so sort of my like you know I think we all go through that I'm too cool for this thing, but uh, the 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 narratives and the storylines that people came up with, like the way that <clears throat> it was structured as basically a male soap opera. Right, you know, with yeah. the, you can sit around and criticize women. Oh, you're watching General Hospital or whatever. You know, it's fake. You know, mm-hmm. but it's the it's the it's it's one of the things that I think is fascinating about wrestling and people who follow wrestling is that the, uh, the there, there's a willing suspension of disbelief in almost all entertainment. Um, as a comedian, it's really challenging because um, uh, what you call it. Uh, I'm not that clever. I'm not that witty on stage. Okay. Like, like as in real life, like okay. that's a, that's a, that's a distillation of sort of my cleverest, wittiest moments that I've packaged as a show in some respects. Like, I mean, there's a spontaneous element to it, which I, I think is, uh, is pretty cool. Uh, but it's essentially it's, it's, there's a, there's a, the audience has to go with the idea that I've done some of these jokes before. <laughs> so basically you've kind of like when something happens in life you're like oh that was a good one i got i got to remember that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's uh, and then you, you know there's the uh i forget if will rogers somebody's never let the truth get in the sto- uh, way of a good story yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i could see that so so what was it like was it something that you like strive to see like i mean wrestling like was it something you went to strive to see or just was over at the neighbors this was like i said this was probably in and about the first or five wrestlemanias or something so it was sort of sweeping the junior highs like you know i graduated in 87 so like this would have been like the big era uh, the macho man and the and uh and andre the giant and that that passing of the torch moment yeah that happened from sort of the older school sort of, I mean, and that was the genius of Vince McMahon, right? Like he took all these regional wrestling uh, federations and sort of plucked out the most uh, charismatic ones in the bunch and, and, and melded it into this mega thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I still think it's ridiculous that the, that the, uh, they had to change it from WWF to WWE. Yeah, because people, cause people were yeah, people were confusing it with the World Wildlife Federation, and no one was confusing it. With yeah, the World no Wildlife one at all. <laughs> <laughs> like people were showing up at arenas and just going, "Where's the pandas?" <laughs> I thought we were saving ducks. What's going on here? Exactly. Who are all these men in in in, in trunks and and speedos and spandex? What's what kind of sh- what kind of fundraiser is this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Um, I, I, I ask, because uh, I've had Nikki Payne on here, and I've had K. Trevor Wilson, and I do get the opportunity to, because I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but I'm also a huge comedy fan, and I'm, and I'm a fan of yours. That's why I I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciate you being on here. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. But is, is there, I, 
they seem to believe that there's a lot of comedians that relate to wrestling, kind of like the 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 charis the charisma and things like that. Do you find that there's kind of a similarities between comedians and wrestlers? Well, because because I think that there's a there's a I mean a good wrestling and I mean uh, is is good showmanship. And I think as a as an entertainer, it's really easily to identify and uh, admire people that put on a good show. Okay. And it's and 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 you know anybody that can make a buck in this industry, like entertainment, is uh, is somebody that we're all like, hmm, what's going on there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, with a lot of the wrestlers, like on the flip side, um, I know of several wrestlers who have started getting into stand-up comedy but kind of uh you know to kind of work on their mic work or on their engagement of the crowd um now i'm not going to tell you who said what but i've heard people <laughs> like i've heard people or i've talked to comedians who think that's great and i've heard comedians say they're kind of insulted that they think wrestlers could just walk in and do that what do you what do you think I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Like, um, it's 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 you know, there's a little bit of a protectionist thing. Like, this is this is my area. You can't come here. And uh, like, I haven't had an opportunity to see, but I've heard really good things about the McFoley show. Okay. Uh, because and and even when I see interviews or or when I see like uh, uh, like documentary footage, he's a fascinating character. Like he's just a fascinating guy, so yeah. and, and he seems to have a, an amount of wit and uh, and and some of the characteristics that a, a, an engaging speaker should be. But I mean, you know, the stand-up comedy is, is is in a lot of ways gotten quite stale in so far that there's this, you know, that I think it needs a little bit of a kick in the ass. So I don't mind seeing and 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 there are people like I I, I think I'm less inclined. Uh, to to throw some shade towards a, a wrestler uh, than I am to say like a porn star or a reality star, and I think it's it's there's a there's a nice parallel between wrestling and stand up where it comes down to um, the idea that uh, the good ones make it look easy, but it's actually way harder than you think it might be. Okay. So I, I think I would probably go and see some, some, you know, some TV star or somebody try and do stand up just to watch them fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you said that Mick Foley um, does have the ability, like he's a good storyteller. Yeah, when I've seen him on like on, on different things where it's it's not necessarily a wrestling show, but when he's being interviewed, like I think I watched uh, um, uh, who's the guy on on TSN uh, with the. Oh. The mental health. Issue. Oh, with uh, Michael. Michael Landsberg. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched like a half hour, and it was it was pure engaging, you know. And then watching uh, Bret Hart's struggles and that sort of stuff. Like he's a fascinating guy too. Right? Yeah. And I'm watching that legacy, and then then you know you watch the 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 Mickey Rourke movie, and you go, well, there's a lot to this. Like there was the the depressing part of that movie, uh, the the wrestler there. Mm-hmm. Was uh, a lot of parallels between sort of old over the hill stand ups trying to still eke out a living. And is is there is 
I could see a parallel with that with com- uh, comedy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're when you're not the hot new thing, when your when your TV shows been canceled, like back in the day, uh, I did a lot of uh, work with uh, Jimmy JJ Walker. Okay, was around a lot, and uh, it was like the strangest thing. Like he was like contractually obligated to not use his catchphrase. Like he didn't own Victor from Good Times. So he couldn't say dynamite on stage. <laughs> really? Paying some form of royalty. Like, it was just insane. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could see people getting mad at that. Well, it was just a weird thing because people would show up because of, of a nostalgia factor, right? Like, and that's part of the thing um, that's, that's probably where the draw from watching a because that's it's part of the 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 appeal, right? Like I, I know Ric Flair's out doing some of this stuff now. Yeah, more of a speaking tour thing. And it's it's like uh, it's a it's being in proximity to somebody that you admired at one point, or still do, I guess. Yeah, uh, it is a, is a fascinating dynamic to watch. Like watching Tommy Chong on stage is is pretty amazing. Because you watch the whole crowd, and they're just like, "That's that's Tommy Jones sitting right there, talking near him." Yeah, and it's it's like almost like a, a religious experience in some respect. Like there's an awe there that comes with, and I think that's part of what what sort of you know middle aged guys and people that have fondness for some of this stuff is that it's the big nostalgia factor. Yeah, I, I sort of I, recapturing. It's why I'm going to buy a ticket to the next Star Wars movie. Like, it's not that the movies are great, but it reminds me of a time when that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I I find that a lot with with wrestlers. Like you're, you're talking about how people sit there and they watch Tommy Chong. That a lot yeah. of the guys uh, in wrestling who they're not in the they're not in the spotlight anymore, but they come and they do a lot of the independent shows, and they'll they'll set up a table and they'll be signing their autographs. Or doing whatever, and it's the same thing. It's people just like, like, oh my god, that's Jake the Snake Roberts, or oh my god, that's yep. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and or oh my god, it's like, you know, and people are just like, I'm, I'm shaking this man's hand. This is a man who was at WrestleMania. This is a man who did this, that, and the other. Yep. And it's yeah, like the the very first, I guess, name I ever met met. Uh, it's probably a name you're familiar with is King Kong Bundy. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the very first time I ever met him, it was just like, oh, my God, this is King Kong Bundy. This is the guy that was in the cage with Hulk Hogan and at WrestleMania 2. And this is just just amazing. And there were so many people, like, to your point, same thing about how just, oh, my God, like, I watched this man. And it's just in awe of being around them. Yeah, and I, I think there's a, there's an element of recapturing something, and there's an element of of um, you know being an adult is hard, and having to go <laughs> pay your taxes is hard. You know why wouldn't we want to be transported back to a time when we had to worry about whether enough there was enough chips in the hall or chips in the house? Yeah, you know you get your big root beer and like we're gonna go out to wrestling. <laughs> you have your buddies over like this you know i think i think in some respects i think most people uh lose their affinity uh when they discover that uh, chicks don't really dig it and that they dig chicks right so yeah or <laughs> what, what you, mean, you, 
you mean girls, girls don't like this stuff? Movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's 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 skewed to a male demographic. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> I I find that interesting because I I do ring announcing for wrestling, and I will I will sit there and I'll take a quick look around the crowd, and it's at least like a seventy five twenty five split. And, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many of them are dragged there? <laughs> well, yeah, that's and then there that's another thing because when I was younger, um, my father was a long haul truck driver, and right, okay. you know so he wasn't around a lot and. My mom, God love her, uh, would take me to the wrestling, but oh, okay. not a wrestling fan at all. She would bring a book. <laughs> oh, so must have been awesome. <laughs> oh well, you know, just no, because she would just every once in a while she like you doing okay? You know, you want a hot dog? You want something like that? But yeah, she'd sit there and read her book, and I would watch the wrestling. And uh, nowadays. I'll be sitting there and I'll see like boyfriends or whatever and or or kids. I'll see kids who are there obviously with their mothers and the mothers or wives or girlfriends are just sitting there. Now they got their cell phones and they're just tick 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 tick. Yeah. While the boyfriend's like, "Oh my god, did you see that? Did you see that?" And you're there obviously. Like you can from a distance, you can see them go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like none of this is is intriguing to me. Like even though there's half naked men jumping around in these like little speedos and everything, and they're still sitting there on their phone, just tick 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 tick. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, but that's and then again, that's I mean, it's, it's it's that's part of the whole crossover thing. Like, there's some of them are like the like with it's it's fascinating to see uh, the career that like uh, Dwayne Johnson's carved out for himself. Oh yeah, for sure. Because way because way back in the day, I don't think anybody would have sort of seen that one coming. Well, you know, no, like he—he he always had like the movie star looks, but you never really like, oh, that yeah, guy, exactly. should, that guy should get in movies, like. Well, and then if you saw him in the in the in the Mummy movie as the Scorpion King, you were like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, somehow, somehow he he he, uh, he his talent caught up with his his perception. So. You you say like you you haven't really followed it since the '80s, but you have thrown out like a couple of names like Mick Foley and uh, and Dwayne Johnson. Those are kind of like the Attitude Area era. Could you yeah. name anyone from today, like kind of the mainstream guys? Like like a ma- uh, main no no. And part of it is is I'm, uh, I have daughters. I have two uh, daughters that uh, don't uh, don't engage on <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing, right? Like it's more, it's a lot more of My Little Pony, and now they're they're discovering Japanese animation. So it's like they've got their niche thing, but it's it's. I think that again, we're we're talking about um, there's a there's a young boy, young man factor that that really is the, the key target audience of this stuff. Yeah, and it just doesn't it doesn't. My daughter's just it never never came across. Well, it, it very. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, like it's, it's uh, we don't have cable in the house. That's another sort of modern thing. Yeah. Um. So it's not like you're going to just go and discover it. Yeah. It's it, it's yeah it's it's not the thing that kind of comes across your newsfeed, unless like you're very specific. I'll I'll definitely give it that. So, but it seems, oh. and I, I, and it's, and a part of it is I'm fascinated by the sort of the the reemergence of like I think because uh, like the WWF, what it, 
became this big monster thing. I think most a lot of the regional wrestling stuff really went down. But sort of the, uh, I think I don't know if it's a hipster thing. I don't know if it's a if it's a, a new thing. But there there seems to be a real resurgence in the sort of um, smaller wrestling shows. Oh, for sure there is. And, and the regional thing coming back around, where where I think there's a there's an ironicness to it where people are like, yeah, we get it, fake. But you know what? I can go see another Avengers movie, or I can go to a you know, big overproduced musical, or I can go watch something fun. Like yeah. I think that's one of the things that's always sort of come back to the people that I know that are big wrestling fans. That it's just fun. It's something that's a little, um, I don't want to say time waster, but a little thing where you don't have to be full on engaged. You don't have to write a book report. Yeah. But at, <laughs> at some point, you just go, you know what? I'm going to just watch a couple of guys whack each other a couple of times and see what this turns out to be. Yeah, a lot of the like the the spot shows, like the independent shows, a lot of them will be, you know, a simple story from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, and if you kind of miss something in the middle, you're still you got the basics to it. Yeah. So, all right, Tim. Once again, I want to thank you very much for for your time. Um, oh no problem. And um, and I wish you all the best. What what uh, what type of things do you have upcoming? Uh, well, uh, for the, I don't know how uh, broad your reach is, but I'm always uh, out doing shows. A lot of them are, uh, you can't buy a ticket, but I know that the first week of October, I'll be in Hamilton. Oh, okay. Levity Comedy Club, if people want to come by and see that. Ah, oh, Hamilton is actually very big for me. Yeah, there you go. Oh. So it's, yeah, we're doing the Levity. Uh, I'm, do, I'm out doing a, a, a tour for Investors Group. And uh, uh, we have a couple of days off, and it just turned out that I got a chance to swing in there for a couple of non-corporate shows. So there'll probably be a, a lot of swearing and carrying on. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I had no idea, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get out to Hamilton to see those. Yeah, perfect. That'd be great. Let me know. I'll put you on the list. All right, I appreciate that. And none, what, of your, none, of your, none of your podcast people. They pay full price. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but uh, once again, I appreciate your time, and uh, you have oh. yourself a good day. Oh, thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, have a great day, too. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye now. So that was my chat with Tim Nutt. And as I said before, uh, before, the, uh, before the, the talk, um, there wasn't a lot of specifics. There wasn't a lot of, you know, names or dates or events or anything like that. It was a great talk about the correlation between stand-up comedy and, uh, professional wrestling. I see a lot of similarities and I see a lot of correlation and, uh, you know, obviously so does Tim Nutt and so does a lot of the comedians that I've been lucky enough to chat with. Um, I want to thank Tim Nutt for, uh, for, for first off, remembering that uh, him and I did indeed, um, uh, have a talk. I genuinely, genuinely, I thought, oh my God, someone's playing a trick on me. Uh, either someone has given me Tim Nutt's number and he has no idea who I am, or this isn't actually Tim Nutt because I didn't have a sample size. I didn't have enough sample size to realize if it was actually him on the phone. But thanks again to Tim Nutt. Um, he, he will be in Hamilton at the Levity beginning of October. Uh, I'm certainly going to take that in. Uh, no, I'm not blowing any smoke when I say that Tim Nutt is one of the guys that I need to check off 
of guys or comedians, not just guys, guys, girls, uh, comedians that I want to see live. So I'm going to be taking in at least one of those shows at the Levity in Hamilton. And uh, I'm going to remind you guys week after week after week because you really should go see uh, Tim Nutt in Hamilton at the Levity. Thanks again to you guys for uh, for listening this week. And I hope that uh, we can uh, meet again next week. And once again, Prince Isaac, buddy, don't you ever, ever, ever forget. I love you, buddy. I love it too.